It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be great. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I generally do this every single week. And before I forget, this episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app try it free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash brian b-r-i-a-n one of the ideas we hear about a lot in personal development or building a successful life is to identify what you want and make plans to have that happen that is certainly true but what people often do not think about is that you need to figure out what you don't want to do what are you unwilling to tolerate any longer who are you no willing no longer willing to have around and most importantly why not if you draw your line in the sand and say no more that'll cut off a lot of options that don't serve you at all and it allows you to focus on the things that will serve you that might mean disappointing a few people but so what it is your journey i resolved a long time ago that I am not required to explain my journey to someone who will never understand it or is not committed to understanding it, it's a pointless exercise. So just remember this. Resolve today to identify what you are no longer willing to tolerate. Draw your line in the sand. You will feel more peaceful, more powerful, and more productive, and you will be so glad you did. With all this in mind, I'd like to introduce my guest. But before I forget, if you have not picked up my most recent book, it's called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, Volume 2. You can find it on Amazon. The Kindle version is 99 cents. What a deal. It features some of the best interviews from this very show, including Kevin Harrington, Dan Locke, Chris Powell, Brad Sugars, and a whole bunch of other great people. Pick it up on Amazon. Once again, that is Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, Volume 2. Two by Brian K. Wright. So my guest this week is Ryan Adele. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Ryan is a best-selling author, speaker, coach, and host of the iTunes top-rated podcast, 15 Minutes to Freedom. Ryan has dedicated his life to expansion, personal development, growth hacking, and creating a life that most would think would be impossible to achieve, but that's not always been his story. He went through bankruptcy and carried shame and guilt around this for years until he began to trust the process that would eventually lead him out of the pit of despair into a life of abundance. He's now a world-renowned influencer who's been featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, Inc. Magazine, and he's focused on passing on the gifts and lessons he's learned to all who choose to receive them. He has a daily commitment to expand in four areas of his life body, being, balance, and business, and he is certain to make a global impact for generations to come. He's certainly made an impact on my life, and I'm so very glad to have my very special guest, Ryan Nadal. Ryan, how are you? I'm incredible. I need to I need to have you just around me all the time. I'm going to keep playing this as I walk into rooms, because I just feel better with the way that you just announced me to the world. So thank you so very much, Brian. I'm honored to be here. You may hire me if you like. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can 
can figure that out. What, one way or another, I mean, there's a will, there's a way. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your background. Did you envision early in your life that you would be where you are now? That's a great question, Brian. I would say somewhere inside of myself from a young age, I knew that I was wired differently. And when I say differently, I didn't have some of the traditional fears that maybe would plague someone that's listening right now, right? Where getting in front of people and speaking never bothered me. Uh, mm. Sitting down with strangers never bothered me. Some of these things that uh, not, might not be looked at as quote unquote appropriate in today's world were just things that never had fears, uh, you know, dwelling up inside of me. However, at a young age, my parents, God loved them both. I can't give somebody credit for the, the bad side. You don't give credit for the good side. Right? They were as middle America as could be. And having that sort of you know, intuitive nature, wanting to go out and make an impact, wanting to say hi to strangers, wanting to do all these things, was really looked down upon. And it was stifled. And right, I think common for so many people that I get the privilege of speaking with, right, those six to ten, you know, from the age of six to ten years old, are so formative in our psyche. But man, my, my time in life there was just not my, certainly not the peak of my, of my mountain, right? From, you know, a father that was working very hard and was an incredible man, but was so convinced that making more money would make life better for his family, that he wasn't around. And when he was around, he drank and he was aggressive and abusive and angry because he was resentful for all the things he was missing out on. And when my parents eventually parted ways at a young age, right, at a young age in my life, my mother started, you know, dating somebody that enjoyed drinking more than anything else and it took her down a slippery slope of alcoholism and that led to its own levels of abuse to me and neglect and that's all these gifts that I, I can truly say that I always knew that I had that I just shied away from. It was learned behavior from really being told to sit down, be quiet, don't speak up, right? Only speak when you're spoken to, coupled with that's a little I cringe to say abuse, but right, that's really what it was, right? Just neglect and abuse that yeah. It's been a fascinating journey to get to this moment, Brian, and being able to share time and space with you Absolutely. on your show. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that part of that might have been a reason why you embraced bodybuilding so that no one could ever do something like that to you again? A hundred percent. I think that's that's a profoundly brilliant statement on your behalf where I, although had been Again, I'll, I'll use the word abused as a, as a child in my own capacity. I didn't have that part of me that wanted to fight. Right? It, mm-hmm. Now, from a much deeper understanding, I would call it shadow integration. I didn't have that. I didn't have the ability to say no. I didn't ever want to punch somebody. And so even as I progressed into adulthood, when I found the gym, and then eventually found anabolic steroids in, in college, and found the ability when I went to college, I was Six two and maybe 185 pounds to coming back home that first summer back from from college and you know, 235 pounds and all of a sudden wow. I feel like right not that I'm invincible because it wasn't a thing of an egoic sense it was man now finally no one's going to pick on me yeah. but I still didn't wish to get in a fight I still didn't have it you know I think there's a, a misconception with I'll say us now I'm a retired but I'll affectionately say us, us meatheads right, that we do it all for ego. For me, it was just for protection. It was for just wanting to not feel less than anymore. And at least I knew if I, you know, crammed my body full of illicit substances back then and ate enough food and worked out hard enough, I'd be the biggest guy in the room. 
Yeah, absolutely. How did you decide to become an entrepreneur? Boy, so we'll take it back to, to childhood yet again. With the way that I was brought up, if I wanted something, I had to work to earn it. We yeah. live in a, a little subdivision in a town just outside of Columbus, Ohio, called Mansfield, Ohio, uh, famous for the movie Shawshank Redemption, which I feel like everyone's seen at one point or another. It was shot in our hometown. And in this neighborhood, if I wanted to earn a living, I had to create flyers and put them in mailboxes and start mowing yards and shoveling snow and pulling weeds. And so I was 10 years old and ended up having like 40 different lawns inside of our neighborhood that I would mow each week uh, for $10 a piece, right, all throughout the summer. Mm. And just by being 10, 10, 11 years old, we just saved up money, which was great when I decided to move out of the house at 17 after some things happened inside the family unit where I owned my own car that I paid cash for, and I was able to go out on my own and, and provide for myself based off that work ethic. And then right. I post. The post that, Brian, it was the entrepreneurial journey really caught up to me where I started out with a, an engineering degree and got into different capacities of sales. And as luck would have it, got on the ground floor of a startup web hosting company out of a, a little town just outside of Akron, Ohio, and helped grow it and scale it and eventually exit it, uh, gosh, seven years ago. And that was yeah. really the first point where I saw masterminds and true entrepreneurism and like, just that whole fascinating component of real rapid business growth. Yeah, absolutely. We've got less than three minutes to our first break. What do you think are some of the similarities between bodybuilding and running a business? I know there are lessons that you can glean from both. 100%. It's success swing singles, right? You're not going to get 21-inch biceps by going in and curling one time, right? There's no magic pill you can take. There's no food you can eat. It's just daily consistency of the small things that matter, right? In the gym, it's the perfect rep. It's understanding your body needs to recuperate. It needs downtime is just as important as driving forward time. Same thing in business, right? As I have been fortunate to spend time with so many entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. the most successful ones are the ones that have really mastered the basics and really put leverage on themselves to pull themselves out of the things that aren't their genius zone. So much so, right? I'm a taller guy, so bring it back to the gym. For me to do heavy squats, my body's just not really designed for that. Yeah, the leg lever points, it's not set up for that. So instead of trying to force myself to do that, leg press can be just as beneficial. Well, same thing inside of the four walls of a business, right? Sales, marketing, automation, my brilliance, great with it. The attention to mm-hmm. detail, some of the follow-up work, I need to delegate that off as quickly as possible to ensure the rapid growth of a business. I think mm-hmm. it's really the comparison. Yeah, that is so important. Delegating the things that you shouldn't be doing is so important because a lot of solopreneurs feel like they have to do it all themselves. Yes, and right, following Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week, right, leveraging ourselves, automating what we can, delegating what can't be automated, and then eliminating everything else. I was really yeah. reading that so many years ago. It was just this profound shift in my mind that, gosh, especially with the global economy now, you know, uh-huh. a, a very high-quality virtual assistant from, like for me, my, my staff is from the Philippines. Yeah. $5.56 an hour. They're over the moon excited, and they're working a 24-hour shift for me, right, because they're 12 hours ahead of where I live. And so right. everything that they get done when I walk, wake up in the morning, it's perfect. It's already done, and it's ready. Yeah. We've got less than a minute to our break. A lot of people dream of owning a business, but do you think 
everyone should start a business or you think there are some people that maybe shouldn't? You absolutely, I, I do not believe this is for everyone. I believe to start with that if you don't have three months of living expenses dashed aside, you're putting a lot of undue stress and pressure on yourself. Even if you have the stomach to ride the, what seems like never ending roller coaster of entrepreneurism, right? Where you think you haven't figured out only to have a new variable change. And some of us are wired to love that pursuit of new things while others of us need that consistency, that really slow, mundane consistency because we don't want the risk. Yep. And if you're risk adverse, entrepreneurism is just not something that I would recommend. Absolutely. And we are coming up against our break. This is Success Profiles Radio. We will be right back. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Ryan Nidell. We're going to be talking about his book, which is called The Six-Figure Blueprint Book. But if you have not subscribed to Success Profiles Radio, please go ahead and do so on iTunes. Leave a review. That would be very, very meaningful. You can listen to all 380-some episodes that we've done so far. Episode 400 is coming up later this year. I cannot wait going strong since January 2012. So Ryan, let's talk about your book, The Six-Figure Blueprint Book. Why did you decide to write this? Because there's a massive need in the marketplace, especially in the direct response digital marketing field for right, solopreneurs and small business owners, where seeing individuals in the marketplace share things over and over again, that you're only, right, as much as I love the man, Russell Brunson, only being one funnel away, it's like, well, there's a whole different way to grow a business. It doesn't require you to invest tens of thousands of dollars in technology and have fancy video production foot, you know, equipment and all the things that go into this. There's yeah. a way to grow it through organically positioning yourself in front of the ideal client at the right time, leveraging what's already in front of all of us, right? Social media is on almost every one of our phones. And right. being able to follow a very, very clear, logical step-by-step process that can take someone that has an idea, vet out the idea, gain leverage in the marketplace, and really get to their first, what should be $10,000 month without ever buying an ad, without ever needing fancy software, without having a big staff to support you. I just knew that from my success and the success of the few hundred people that I've shared this with before, that it was time that everybody had access to it at a, at a very reasonable, reasonable way to get it, right? Just right yeah. on Amazon. 
Absolutely. Now, some people listening might have heard you just say you don't need a funnel and now their mind is blown. So a lot of people get hung up on having a website and having a funnel. Uh, when did you have this epiphany that maybe it wasn't necessary? When I started analyzing the revenue and the buckets, I'll call it, that it came from inside of my own business. Right. So I had the website. I paid you know, $10,000 to have this fancy website built and I had great funnel builders to build the most incredible funnels in the world and paid traffic guys to run ads and did all these things. And I started looking at the marginalization on that money. And it was so small that I started scratching my head of, well, if my organic bucket is 85 cents on the dollar, how can I grow that? How can I make that versus the other bucket, which is 25 cents on the dollar? And knowing there's going to be a breakage point, of course, knowing that there's not infinite scale, but really mm -hmm. seeing just how far it could be pushed. Because right, knowing that if you just strategically walk people through conversations and treat buyers like real people, I can share it with a tremendous amount of data to back it up. People buy from people. And the days of the funnels that you don't know somebody, you haven't built any rapport with them, those days are rapidly approaching us that they'll be obsolete. And so the process that I walk people through and teach them is how to really leverage all social media platforms and actually have human interaction with people at scale, right? Which yeah. is a whole fascinating conversation itself. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you establish authority in your market? To me, it's knowing, just as you said to start this episode, Brian, it's knowing who you can speak to consistently, mm -hmm. who can, whose problems can you solve with, I call it the three E's, right? E's excellence yeah. and efficiency. And from that place, those problems, you need to know three of them better than you know the backside of your own hands. And you should be able to solve them consistently from a multitude of different angles. And as we do that, I believe in right that sharing openly without any expectation back of what could come. And so by using social media to say, directly speaking to the individual that I intend to hear my message, calling them out directly, veterinarians, I know you're struggling with client signups, Here's one thing you can do right now that will lead to have you having more customers by the end of the week. And then I educate them real time, right? Just give it to them. Here's a fascinating phenomenon. That, of course, amplifies authority. It cuts through all the noise in the marketplace. But inherently, the psyche of almost all of us, we don't inherently value free things. Yeah. And so I'm giving away free information. The likelihood of somebody applying it is very, very small. Right. But the minute they cross the paywall and invest, then they're going to apply it with brute force. Yeah. We value what we pay for. Always. Always. So how do you generate an endless flow of leads to your business without spending a lot of money? I know you're very good at this. I appreciate that. And yes, I can say that, that I am. I've, uh, perfection is a unique term, but I'll say I've come as close to perfecting a system as I've found so far. And so it really comes down to a few daily tasks. I'll take Facebook for our conversation right now. Every morning, you wake up and you spend about 10 to 15 minutes engaging with people that are in your feed. So often as Facebook users, I, I feel like we're wired just to take, meaning yeah. I'm going to post something. I'm going to take feedback from everybody else, but I'm not going to give it to anyone. So we start by triggering some things inside of Facebook that show that we're givers as well. Right? I'm just going to comment with actual value-added comments on people's posts. Things not, not great picture, but take time to read it and interact with people. Right. From that point, the, the next step is, I call it an engagement post. And that's going to be right after you spend 10 or 15 minutes, as I call it, priming the pump. The engagement post is going to appeal to people's egos. Right? And this is 
certainly doesn't matter to me, but if I state something along the lines of Donald Trump is the best president to ever live, prove me wrong. Number one, I don't care about that at all. But it's such a polarizing topic that people are going to instantly fill up my feed with their own view from their egoic sense of being right or wrong, that they're going to do everything they can to prove my statement either correct or incorrect. Mm-hmm. That now shows Facebook not only to get a ton of interaction on my post, but I also interact with a bunch of other people's posts. Mm-hmm. Then midway through the day, that's that value-added time. That's where I peel back the layers and either go live, if, if possible, or share a video, some sort of content that's short, right? Because our attention spans are very, very small right now, especially digitally. Right. So all right, that two-minute or less video where we just share person, problem, agitate it, solve it. It's really the format for it. Who's the person? Mm-hmm. Who's their problem? How can you agitate the problem so they can feel it? And then how can you solve it for them in a two-minute time period or less? As we're doing all of that, of course, inside of the Facebook world, you're allowed to have 5,000 quality, quality friends connected to your, your personal account. You simply run something. I found software. I don't own the software. I'm not partners in it, but friendsfilter.io has provided tons of value to me where you can remove all the people that are unengaged from your Facebook post, from your Facebook yeah. wall. Right? The majority of us are 5,000 friends. You're lucky if 500 people see your content on a daily basis. Right? It's a pittance of what's possible. Yeah. You get rid of all the people that aren't going to see it. Then you just keep adding back the right people, just those in this conversation, veterinarians, right? You just keep yeah. adding veterinarians to your profile and then you follow the process. And then, you know, Brian, gosh, you were part of my, my five day challenge. I got the time to spend time with you. Right? Most yep. people can generate you know, somewhere between five and 10 leads very, very quickly in a three or four day period yeah. without doing much else. Yeah, I did. I generated, uh, off of my value post, I generated probably a good, 12 people who were pretty solid leads and I got some business out of that. In fact, I'm still following up on a couple of people who still will work with me at some point in the future. Money was just an issue in that moment, but we're staying in touch. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Right, I mean that, that. Yeah. That's such a powerful thing there that you just said as well, right? Especially mm-hmm. in the, the now economy, right? We all want things right now. Yeah. We look at a statistical breakdown of buyer behavior 50% of the people that see your content, if you offered them gold bullion, they wouldn't buy from you. They just don't right. care. You have two, three. If you're great at marketing, you might have 5% of the people. As long as you put something in front of them, they're going to say yes. Yes. But the most successful marketers, the most successful businesses, focus on how do you follow up with that 45% that just hasn't quite found the right trust or the right fiscal move. That There's a component of their of their buying process that is still left vacant and focusing on those 45% right from follow-up and from automation and from adding more value to their lives without always asking them to buy something. Gosh, how many emails do you and I both get a day, Brian, where we're Uh being begged to buy somebody else's product or service? Yeah. It's different if you just keep adding value to people's lives. They'll, they'll get it. They'll come around when they're ready. Absolutely. In fact, I, I, sometimes get new business from people that I first talked to a couple years ago. They'll message me and say, okay, Brian, it's time. Help me write my book. Okay, mm-hmm. good. And, and it all comes from not asking for business every time you chat with somebody. It comes from a place of being genuinely uh, interested in who that person is in their life and what they're going through and interacting and being a friend. I get tired of people who only reach out to me when they want me to buy something from them. That's a hard no. It is. Correct. 
Absolutely. So let me ask you this, Ryan, how do you define your ideal customer avatar? Because that's where it starts, right? You have to know what your target is. You do. And this is a conversation that it seems to be almost as old as the day is long, where most yeah. individuals say, I can help everybody, right? I, I can truly help everybody. Well, when you try to be heard from everyone, you're actually heard by no one. Mm-hmm. And so there's no doubt that you can find right, a subset of individuals that you have actually enjoyed spending time with in your professional career. Right? And it's okay. We can all, I believe, be adults in this conversation. Brian, even in your career, some of your best clients have a different behavior. You've had a different experience with them than some of your worst clients. Right. Right. And if we start pe- peeling apart, it's okay. Right. We're just not meant to work with everybody. But as we peel yep. apart the similarities of both tribes, it starts to become very clear, like, boy, in my world, it's married entrepreneurs mm-hmm. with children that are kind of Midwest. They end up being 35 to 60 years old, right? They, they value family uh, above most else, right? That money yeah. matters, but not for status and influence, but because of security. And mm-hmm. start, once I understood who they are, right, from a, a buying perspective, well, that really helps them craft the marketing message because no one cares about you until they know how much you care about them. Right. Right. Of course, we've heard that so many times throughout our lives. But that yep. really holds true inside of social media. Yes. The egoic sense of saying I over and over and over again actually is a polarizing thing to say. You mm-hmm. want your reader to read your post or to watch your videos as though you're speaking just to them, which is no different than you and I speaking, Brian, right now. I would use either your name or call you, you. Mm-hmm. And I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be saying I over and over again. And so... Right. Those things become incredibly impactful socially, yep. especially with the ICA and the conversation that's based around that. You bet. We've got less than two minutes to our next break. Let me ask, how do you get customers to chase you down instead of you being the one who has to do all the chasing? Ah, brilliant question, Brian. So this is this is one of those long-term strategies to me mm-hmm. where when you're consistently involved in Facebook groups or being fortunate to make friends with people where you're not looking for anything in return, but you're very clear and very direct in what you do and who you serve. Mm-hmm. I believe that when you show up consistently in any marketplace, and certainly when you show up in the digital landscape, and you just add consistent, high-quality value to other people's lives with expecting nothing in return, it takes much longer than most of us are willing to wait. Right? This is right. a, a six-month play minimum. When you can adhere to that for six months consistently, all of a sudden this fascinating, fascinating phenomenon happens where every morning when you wake up, your email box has one or two emails of people asking what it takes to work with you. Your direct mm-hmm. messenger has a handful of people that are on group threads because someone else has introduced them for you. And all of a sudden the business starts to grow, again, on a different level of organic growth than the Facebook strategy, but mm-hmm. equally as impactful, probably even more so, right? Because Brian, gosh, if you were to send somebody my direction... I'm going to treat them with even more kit gloves than I typically would because yep. I value our relationship, right? Those, yep. those referrals are priceless. Yep, absolutely. And we're coming up against our next break. My very special guest this week is Ryan Nidell. His book is called The Six-Figure Blueprint Book. You can get it on Amazon, and we've got a lot more to talk about. We're talking about building, generating leads organically through Facebook and social media. We will be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio.
The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Tokinet Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Ryan Nidell. His book is called The Six-Figure Blueprint Book. If you've not subscribed to Success Profiles Magazine, please do that. A new issue comes out every single month. In fact, the June issue is coming out very, very shortly, and you can subscribe at Success Profiles magazine.com. You can get a seven-day trial for a dollar. You can pick your subscription option. Uh, the May issue is all about how thoughts become things. Dennis Waitley was on the cover the month before. Mark Victor Hansen was on the cover. And everyone who's on the cover of this magazine is someone who's already been on the show. So you get to learn more from all the fantastic guests who come on this show, the ones who get featured there. So successprofilesmagazine.com. Please go ahead and go there and subscribe and take advantage of that trial period. So Ryan, we're talking about creating and generating organic leads on Facebook. So one of the most effective ways to begin attracting clients, of course, is to optimize your Facebook profile. People have to be very, very clear about what you even do, right? They, they certainly do. And in a crowded marketplace, that's one of the quickest ways to, to cut through the noise like a hot knife through butter is to make certain that if a stranger saw your profile, I always say, imagine you're sitting next to somebody in a first-class flight from New York to L.A. I mm-hmm. sit next to them and they ask what you do, and you just happen to have your phone out, and you, you show them your Facebook profile. If it's not painfully obvious, if it's not glaringly obvious what you do, what problem you solve, and who you solve it for, your profile needs optimized. And right, really, we'll start with just a profile picture. Your profile picture isn't really for you anymore. It's for leveraging your ideal client, which means whoever that person is you want to work with above all else, you need to make certain that you are viewed in a positive light in their eyes. It doesn't matter that I might love black T-shirts and ripped-up jeans. If my ideal client would only connect with somebody in a three-piece suit, that profile picture needs to be in a three-piece suit. Right? There's no need to create uphill tension until we own the marketplace, which we'll get into hopefully a little bit later. 
But from that standpoint, yeah. Brian, once that profile picture is optimized, we'll have a banner next, right? That's what you see behind your profile picture. Fascinating side note, 98% of all Facebook utilization in the U.S. is done on a mobile device. So as you're optimizing your profiles, you're optimizing your pictures, make certain that it is optimized for mobile over desktop. Most people just don't use yeah. Facebook on desktop anymore. Right? Mobile yeah. is the primary driver. And so you yeah. make sure that banner image itself amplifies authority, where if you have been featured in publications, where if you've spoken in front of large groups, if you, there are industry trade magazines that you're known in, whatever it would be, you want that banner to very clearly show to a stranger that you're a person of high quality, high value, and high influence. Absolutely. So when, go ahead, Brian. Oh, I, I said absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this. If you want to attract, attract your ideal client, what kinds of content should you be posting? Well, this is always a, a fascinating topic because I do believe in a certain amount of controversy. I yeah. do believe that there should be some things that you stand for that you're willing to fight for, right? And that polarization is necessary because let's say I am not, but we'll just say this. If I am an atheist and I just don't believe in a higher power at all, and I start working with a client, and all of a sudden he or she starts talking about their devote Christianity mm-hmm. and how important that is in their life. Now there's a friction between us because they're going to ask me once they've already paid me, what's your stance on that? Now I have to address the fact that I'm an atheist, which again, I'm not, but no judgment. Mm-hmm. So the thing of sharing content is to share who you actually are in a way that's not intended to ruffle feathers, but certainly not to back away from it, where as we add value to the marketplace, we certainly want to solve the biggest problems for our ideal client. But as they get to know us as people, they need to know what it is that we stand for that, to me, are our non-negotiables, right? The things that I'm an open-minded individual but there's just some things that I believe that should just always be there for us. Yeah. We'll say constitutional rights. So if I believe yeah. that, I'm going to share it. I'm going to share it without any, any abandon. I'm not going to be attached. This is another fascinating thing with social media. If someone doesn't agree with me, I can respectfully thank them for their opinion. I don't have to prove yeah. them to be right or wrong. That has nothing to do with right. this, especially in the business capacity. Thank right. you for your feedback. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to learn more. And then I can decide really – I'll probably just unfriend them because they're not yeah. going to buy from me and I'm not going to spend the next three years trying to convince them they should see my viewpoint. There's plenty of people right. that already do. Yeah. So it's all about thinning out the herd and there's nothing wrong with that. No, it's, an, it's an, a necessary component of an organic Facebook strategy is you have to get yourself in front of the right people and either people are absolutely the right person or they're absolutely the wrong person. Stop trying to worry about this mid-ground of, well, I might be able to convert this person maybe. For every one person you might be able to convert, there's two people that are begging you to show up in their lives. And they need your services like they need air. So there's no need to fight the tough fight, especially in the organic world. Just be yourself. Yeah, for sure. So let me ask you this. How do you increase engagement on Facebook? You talked about posting controversial content from time to time. Would you say that asking questions is a good strategy to do without any, any um, attachment to what the answer actually is? 100%. 
that, that's a great strategy. That's a great tactic. It's op- asking kind of ego-poking, open-ended questions, right, looking for some sort of feedback to be created. Another thing is so often as I'm scrolling through Facebook, I see people that have posted incredible content, but there's no attention-grabbing image associated with it. And so you just scroll past it. So even the imagery that we use is incredibly important. And as I say that, going to Google and typing in picture of money and copy and pasting it is ensuring the fact that Facebook doesn't show your content to anyone. Facebook loves unique content. They love new, fresh ideas. And you copying and pasting something from Google is low quality, it's low resolution, it's low impact, and it's going to have low reach. So a better thing to do, take the phone out that you inevitably have in your hand at some point in your day, and just take a picture of some quarters on a desk and post that. That mm-hmm. would have more impact. That would help Facebook get you more reach. And of course, right, we can you know, create all types of fancy posts that really elicit emotional response, which is what drives social media and, and engagement anyways. You have to be able to appear to appeal to someone's emotional structure mm-hmm. to get them to want to be curious about what it is that you're talking about. And emotions, right? It's anger, it's frustration, it's happiness, it's sadness, it's curiosity. And knowing that those are kind of the cornerstones and not being afraid to use them to grow the business. I mean, I say it to everyone I get the privilege of spending time with. When you make this shift and this transition, your personal Facebook profile now is like the front door to your business. And if you have... I only want the right customers walking in the front door of my business. Everybody else, I need to do everything I can to get them to never know my store exists because it's only a waste of time trying to sell them something. Absolutely. You do consulting work with businesses that want to generate a lot more money. Tell us what that looks like. Who's your ideal client? What exactly do you do? Yes, Brian, thank you for that. So I've had, had you know, the fortunate upside of my life of that web hosting company, raising some capital, growing it and selling it. Fortunate before CBD became this massive, massive thing that it is now. Right? It grew a it grew a company from the ground up and, and exited that. And so I've been fortunate to help with operational flow and structures as well as sales, marketing, and automation. And so my ideal clients in that space are really the the clients that are five to fifty million dollars a year in revenue, first generation business owners. Right? They're they've grown their business, they've experienced a massive upside. And now they're sitting there thinking, man, there has to be an easier way to get this done. There has to be something greater. Like they're the 10 to 50 employee type of businesses that maybe have a succession plan, maybe not. Maybe they're in the marketplace now to start considering uh, liquidity now, right? How do you exit? How do you go through a merger and acquisition process? Mm-hmm. And so really it's these companies that are you know, three to five to seven, maybe if they're lucky it's 10% annual growth, but they're convinced somehow Somehow there has to be an extra five, six, seven percent profitability in there while also getting their time back. Really, Brian, that's that's what I find most often with these organizations with the CEOs I get to spend time with, the founders. And they've they've done they've worked themselves to the bone to provide for their family, to grow this enterprise, to really make a change in their lives and their employees' lives. But now the the construct that they built to produce all that is their confine. Yeah. Because they, they now are chained to their desk. So one of the first things we do is in the first 90 days, we ensure the fact that they can take one full day off a week without any shame, guilt, without the business going down in size. And we get to the point over the course of a year where they can really work four or five hours a week if they choose, if they yeah. choose, right? Mm. 
That's absolutely amazing. We've got about three minutes until our next break. So you, you mentioned free time. How do we find more free time to do what we love? You've got an acronym for this, don't you? So I have many acronyms. And as this comes to the free time conversation, I believe it, it's, for me, it's leverage, automate, delegate, and eliminate. Right, The free time that traps most of us, in my opinion, is doing things that don't really serve us. One of the most rapid things that creates a huge windfall of success for you as you're listening right now, take your phone out, get rid of email from your phone. Just disconnect your email. Log in your email client and put an autoresponder up that says, in an effort to serve you better, I only respond to email and only check it these two or three times throughout the day. Yeah. And stop worrying about your email. Stop chasing somebody else's dream for a moment and use email to serve you versus just to respond to everybody else's needs. Right? It's just that alone gets most high performers somewhere between five and seven hours a week back in productivity mm-hmm. and efficiency, just taking email off their phone, let alone social media and all the other things we can get, get taken off the phone. Yeah, absolutely. So how is your business? We've got two minutes to our next break. How is your business adjusted during the pandemic? Boy, talk about a, a blessing that was masked as a curse. But for yeah. me in the consulting world, Brian, the businesses itself, right, my, my little organization here in Columbus, Ohio, I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm, I'm nimble. I'm mobile. I have five total employees plus myself. Right? So we were able to consistently structure ourselves. Where number one, we're all safe. Right? Human life comes first. Mm-hmm. But really from having, the, having a certain, a very specific level of certainty about how to drive businesses through a pandemic and how to ensure their ultimate success, the business itself has almost tripled since March. Because by getting into the psychology of this, as COVID hit, it knocked down our certainty. It took us all one level lower in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which just really means internally we're all craving just someone to say, there's a way through this, here's how we're gonna go, follow me. And from having that from a business standpoint and knowing what this takes, right, I've been through recessions before. I've been through my own failures and bankruptcies and know what it's like to be really cash constrained. Like this is just mm-hmm. no big deal to me where the business I've been fortunate to spend time with have really started to dominate and swallow up market share from just getting strategic with mm-hmm. how they position themselves in the marketplace. Absolutely. We are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this is going. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Ryan Nidell. His book is called The Six Figure Blueprint. Get it on Amazon today, and we will come right back. Don't go away. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Brian. 
This is the TogiNet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Ryan Nidell. His book is called The Six-Figure Blueprint Book. Get it on Amazon. And again, if you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes, please do it and leave a review. That would be very, very meaningful to me. So, Ryan, we've talked about a lot today so far. This pandemic has really exposed people's position in their business, in their life. We've learned that we are dependent on a lot more things than we thought we were. And people's beliefs around money have been exposed really hard. Some people don't have a healthy belief around money. How can we change that if we desire to? Brian, what an incredible question. So the belief around money, whether we like to admit this or not, we were not ultimately in control of it. Our belief system has been instilled upon us at a young age before we were Mm -hmm. consciously aware that there were other opportunities which means that it was passed down from most likely our family, the closest friends, maybe our extended family. And so from that point, right, somewhere between that, you know, six, 10, maybe even 12 years old, that's where that belief ultimately stems from, right? I was, I'm Midwest born and born and bred. So I hear, right, money doesn't grow on trees. That's what all yep. the wealthy people do, right? There's these stories, like you only get ahead if you work really, really hard. And those are great principles to live by, but really, all that did to me as a young man was convince me that I couldn't have what other people had and that there were only certain ways to become successful. Now, I wasn't consciously aware of that until let me say five or six years ago. I started doing a lot, a lot of introspective work and, and going deeper into my unconscious mind and realizing the fact, gosh, if, if this was wired in, no different than, right, we'll say a computer, I can rewire it to be more advantageous to what I'm looking for. So what I do right, is a certain level of neuro-linguistic programming, walking people back through their thoughts into their beliefs, ultimately tying into that original action that created the belief, mm-hmm. reframing, right, picking apart where that belief came from and if it's actually serving us in the moment, and if it's not creating a new belief system around that original action. Right? Mm-hmm. Is it possible that money doesn't grow on trees? Instead of that being like, oh, gosh, I just can't have what I want, Could that also be in the same moment if someone's open to it? Could it be the fact that if it doesn't grow on trees, maybe it just grows on bushes? And maybe I can just plant the I can plant the money bushes in the back of my house. I can have them right now. Absolutely. And let's talk about yes. You can have any you can have anything you want. Absolutely. Let's talk about your podcast. It's called the Fifteen Minutes to Freedom Podcast. Good, good show. Tell us what it's about. Yeah, so Brian, Fifteen Minutes to Freedom Podcast started out as a journey of me just getting rid of all the emotional baggage I'd carried for so long. I had no idea what it was going to turn into. And gosh, better than two, two and a half years ago, started out with talking about infidelity in my own life, started talking about anabolic steroid use, started talking about business failures and bankruptcies, started talking about all the things you're just not supposed to talk about, right? The taboo topics. And it was daily, right? 15 minutes, 20 minutes every day. I'm saying about 550 episodes now or so that are live and out there. And as that show progressed and, things progressed in life, I just started sharing more tactically applicable pieces and parts that have made me successful in my life. So whether we get into 
right, psychology, whether we get into neuro-linguistic programming, whether we get into scaling, optimizing, and exiting businesses. There's a little bit of a flavor for everyone as long as you're dedicated to wanting growth in your life. This is not someone that's of a fixed mindset. It's certainly going to require a growth mindset individual, but it is just micro bite-sized chunks of very quick actionable items. And, Brian, I've had the yes. privilege of interviewing you on the show, so there's a handful of interviews yes. on there from some elite guests that I, I value in high regard to spend time with them understanding their story and what's made them so successful. Absolutely. So stuff behind the stuff kind of question. How has your podcast helped you build your business? It has been the cornerstone for it. So end of middle of 2018, I was flying to California to get married. I live in Columbus, Ohio. And mm-hmm. as I'm landing, I see that I'm now number one overall on every iTunes podcast, right? Outpacing Joe Rogan, outpacing everything from literally just telling the truth is all it really came down to. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, those Numbers started stacking up, and gosh, our, our average month, we get a, yeah, somewhere between 600,000 to a million downloads now, right? Wow. So it's been the cornerstone for the growth of all of my business by literally owning the power in my own story, right? Our mess is our message, owning that, sharing it without any fear of what's going to come from it, and realizing the world is very connected, right? There's many people that can relate to some part of the journey, and mm-hmm. of course, there's a handful of people that despise my journey. And I got plenty of, you know, unsavory emails and, and comments about the podcast as well. But to me, that's all part of the journey. So yeah. literally, Brian, all of what I have now, the entire <laughs> consulting business, the coaching business, all the different pieces and parts that I have, it's the podcast. It's, it's where it all started from. Fantastic. Where can we find it? You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, anywhere where podcasts are consumed. It is literally, you can type in 15, the number one five, minutes to to freedom or most stations you can type in ryan nidell you can even if you have alexa you can say alexa play 15 minutes of freedom and it will pop up it's everywhere you can find it that is absolutely amazing i love that so let's talk about having a positive mindset you're one of the most positive people i know and i love and appreciate that about you how do you set up your day for success so i have a a series of rituals that i go through in the morning right every morning without fail I get up at 5 o'clock. It just seems to be the time where I'm able to get the most things done for myself. So I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I meditate for 15 or 20 minutes, which really just sit in silence, just calm myself down. I journal. I get out anything that could be negative that's left over from the day before and sometimes think of some really brilliant things and get them out on a sheet of paper. I send notes of appreciation to my wife and my daughter, telling them both that I love, honor, or appreciate something about them that they did the day before. I read something that's good for my mind, something that's going to propel my business forward, and I share it with somebody else, so that typically turns into a video or some sort of post on social media. I then fuel my body with healthy, healthy products, right, a green smoothie or something comparable, and then I sweat, right, and whether that's go to the gym or whether that's do 50 push-ups, 50 sit-ups, and, and 50 air squats, just enough to get my metabolic rate running. Then the final step of this, and this all wraps up from 5 to about 7.30 in the morning, the final step is a nice two, two-and-a-half-minute cold shower, right? Mm-hmm. Not, I wash myself first, and then it's, it's cold water, really get those endorphins going, really create some, some fascinating things inside the moder- mitochondrial efficiency inside of our body, producing higher levels of energy, which allow me just to drive through each day and remain really positive. Because I literally look at it, Brian, by the time I walk out the door, I've done more in most days than some people do in a week. And so not, yeah. nothing could be that bad. And there's so much love to give to other people and help so many yeah. other people in so many different ways. I'm fortunate to be able to do that and be able to have those skills and then share them so openly. 
Absolutely. So, Ryan, what is your superpower? What do you do better than anyone else? I take complicated situations, and I can distill them down into very easy bite-sized chunks that create consistent, daily, massive, imperfect action. Hmm. So take, take complicated things, distill them down, and give a, a simple step-by-step process to build the life of your dreams. That is fantastic. Tell us about maybe one or two of the most influential books or mentors you've ever encountered or, or worked with. I, whenever this question comes up, there's, there's nobody else that even crossed my mind. It's Tony Robbins for me. Yeah. I was at the lowest point in my life, absolute lowest, had just got caught being unfaithful, had had my truck repossessed, had rental properties in foreclosure, had no money left in my bank account, and they could pull my hair out because I'd, I'd experienced success prior to that. And I had admittedly at that moment thought Tony Robbins was a complete quack. I, I didn't believe anything about him. And eventually, as, as luck would have it or divine intervention, my now wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, gave me a Tony Robbins box set of CDs for Christmas. Wow. I started listening to those and digesting those and then started reading his books and started going. And it was right around the time that I'm Not Your Guru came out, right? the, the Netflix mm. documentary on Tony Robbins. And I watched that and I thought, wow, I've had this all wrong. This guy is fascinatingly different than I thought he was. Yes. And then that dug, you know, drove me down in neuro-linguistic programming. And his teachings brought me over to Wayne Dyer and right, seeing his total sphere of influence. And then I've been fortunate over the past, as luck would have it, right, over the past year or so, to be able to have a few conversations with him based off mutual connections. And it's just been, it's really, really incredible that the man that he appears to be on the documentary it's the same man he is in person. It's just he's just the same. There's just this energy and this positivity and this confidence and this certainty that is captivating, right? So to me, yeah. if I could emulate anyone, if I could make a global impact the way someone has, if I could live the life in the shadows of someone, it's Tony Robbins, no question. Fantastic. We've got about four minutes until the end. If you could talk to the 18-year-old version of yourself, what would you say to him? So many things, Brian. The first thing I would say to the 18-year-old Ryan is you don't need someone else's approval to do what you know is right. Mm. Where for me in my life, from feeling like I didn't have a tribe, from not really owning my own position, I will never blame someone else for my, my short shortcomings, my, my downfalls. Mm. But I was certainly morally corrupt based off of seeing what other people were doing Mm-hmm. And assuming the only way I could be liked, accepted, is if I followed their same path. Yeah. And really, as, as I am now, who, what I am and what I believe is so unshakable. It's so, there's such a certainty of mm-hmm. knowing what I do every morning. Right? It's yeah. okay if, if you're listening and you don't enjoy it and you think it's crazy and you think there's a bunch of other ways to be successful. More power to you. But for me, this is the way. And Absolutely. realizing that just owning that is so powerful in its own right that Man, Brian, that, that would be that thing. But, of course, if I went back and changed that thing about me at 18, I wouldn't be all the things I am today. And so yeah. part of it is also giving that 18-year-old version permission to understand that the pain that he is experiencing from what happened to him from 6 until 17 is actually the biggest gift that he will ever experience. Because of that pain, I now get to share who I am so openly and be able to impact people's lives. So it's it's that duplicitous nature of both sides of every situation where there is no ultimate good or bad. It's all just perspective. And you change your perspective, you can change your outcome. 
great. Two minutes until the end. Who inspires and motivates you? This is the question I ask everyone. So the, the inspiration, motivation, I'm, I'm still going to, Brian, I'm going to have to go with Tony Robbins. I'm going to have to say yeah. that's, that, that's the guy for me, right? From just the, yeah. the connections to the way that he, he operates and conducts himself, his charitable donation, yep. just the things that he is achieving in his life. Right? What's fascinating is I could care less about the notoriety. I care about the yeah. impact. Absolutely. Right? It's not even the word legacy. It's, there's people that are in pain. There's people that are suffering. There's people, and suffering means different things to different people. The business owner that's, right, fiscally sound, but is suffering because he's lost and he's bored and he's pulling his hair out, right? Yeah. He's suffering as well. It's a different suffering than the person that can't eat. I'm not comparing yeah. them to be one and the same, but we all have right. a level of suffering. And Absolutely. being able to help Im- impact change, incredibly, incredibly valuable. Fantastic. As we wind down, Ryan, how can we reach out to you and learn more about you and maybe work with you? How can we tribe with you and vibe with you? Love that, Brian. So, of course, the podcast would be wonderful. It's a great way to start diving into my ecosystem. That's 15 minutes to freedom. Number 15 minutes, number or word two, freedom. In addition to that, there's ryanidell.com. I'm, I'm open enough that you can send me a direct email at ryan, ryan at ryanidell.com. Would love to connect directly with you and just, just have a conversation about what could be. No fancy sales funnels, no rigmarole, just actual conversations of if I can add value to your life and what that looks like. That's the process that I run. You are as real as it gets. Ryan, thank you so much for being here. It was an honor and a privilege to have you. Yes, thanks, Ryan. I appreciate being a guest. Thank you so very much. And thanks to all of you for listening. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever and learn what they did, what they overcame, and the lessons we can learn along the way. Until then, have a great week, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.